Over in Luke chapter 24, I'm going to read, begin reading it, verse 32. Matthew, I'm sorry. Chapter 24 and verse 32. And Jesus said, Now learn a parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender and put forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. I'm waiting for a amen there. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall and also, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day of Noah entered into the ark. And you not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I'm waiting. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken in, broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Heavenly Father, you know, I want to ask a question here this morning, first of all. In verse 32, when Jesus was preaching on the parable of the fig tree, how many knew, knows what that parable, the meaning of it? How many know the meaning of the parable of the fig tree? One person in here say they know, too. As Jesus had been teaching in Matthew 24 and warning us about the signs and so on and so forth and what we would go through, and he was still teaching here in verse 32 when he told him, he said, Now you need to learn the parable of the fig tree. When its branches get tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. Now if you've read and studied in the Old Testament, you will see over there and find in head that Israel many times was called the fig tree. It was a parable that Jesus spoke many times and he spoke about Israel. Now we know that 
back in those days that Israel was split up, Israel was scattered because of sin and because of one thing and the other. But he said, as he walked by one day, and it's not here, but back over there, it talks about the parable of fig tree, when Jesus walked by and spoke of it. And so here he said, learn the parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender, put forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So what he was talking about here, that Israel had been gone and split up into all nations. But he also was referring here, when you've seen Israel and the days to come, Israel would all gather back to their homeland. After thousands of years, it's been separated and gone from Israel, Jesus said they will come back. And just as he said, when you see the fig tree and you see the leaf sprout out and it bloom, then you know that summer is here. You know that the time is here. So he said, when you see Israel moving back to their homeland, then you know that the time is growing near. And when they all get back, that then the time is coming to a close. Now, I don't know how much you know about history or the Bible or the news, but for the past few years, Israel is storming back into their homeland by the thousands. They're storming back. They're going back home. See, they realize, I believe that what Jesus said, that time was running out. And Jesus went ahead and he said, So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the what? Even at the door. How many believes, how many believes He's even at the door right now. And Jesus said in verse 34, I'm going to preach here in a minute. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass. Jesus was talking about the generations that would be here when he returned. You say you believe people will be here when Jesus returned? Well, of course there's going to be people here when Jesus returns back. And the thing about it is, he's a warning them about the one that's going to be here that they better get ready. They better get ready. And Jesus went on in verse 36, and he said, but, and notice here in the next two verses, he said, but, and that means he had something very important to say. He said, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now how many times have we heard in our lifetime that people predicted it was the day and the hour that Jesus was going to come? You remember back in 2000, it was predicted that it was going to come. Everything was going to shut down. 
All the computers are going to shut down. All the electricity is going to go out. And it's going to be outer darkness. And it was all going to come to an end. You know, there was people went out. And I know of people that call themselves Christian. They went out and bought generators after generators and stacked them back. They bought food on top of food. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know that people done that? Sure you do. And why they done that, evidently they hadn't been listening to the Word of God or they hadn't been listening to God because when He comes, I don't care how many generators you've got stashed away, I don't care how much food you've got stashed away, uh, that's not going to let you survive what's coming ahead of time. Because when Jesus comes, He said, uh, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word will never pass away. Uh, what is He talking about? My friend is He's done taught, and Tony has a good job in Sunday school lesson, the best that I've ever heard you teach. Uh, and I've been praying that you would wake up and really get into the Word, and that I believe it's starting now. And I'm telling you, people's got to be warned today. There's no time to sugarcoat it and water it down. Uh, people needs to hear the truth today. Do you think people are hearing the truth today? They're not hearing the truth today. And but Jesus said, heaven and earth, it's going to happen, my friend. It doesn't matter what I say, what you say. It doesn't matter what some preacher says or what they don't say. Uh, when Jesus said, uh, I'm standing at the door and knocking, uh, then he's standing at the door and knocking. Uh, and he warns us, he said, you better be ready uh, because he said, I'm coming in an hour. Uh, he said that you think now, how many people do you think right now uh, is looking for the coming of the Lord? Uh, how many people do you believe uh, that really believe that Jesus could come uh, before the sun went down today? Uh, how many people believe today uh, that Jesus could come uh, in the day, in the midday or midnight or in the early morning? How many believe that Jesus is he was coming back period today? Not very many people are believing it. Oh, you can talk to people. Well, I believe that there is a God. Uh, how much do you believe there's a God? Uh, well, I don't go to church, but I believe there's a God. Uh, if you believe there's a God and believed in God's Word, uh, then you would want to do what God's Word said. Uh, you would want to be in God's house, uh, helping build His kingdom up and trying to get your families into church, amen, instead of out here somewhere else uh, on the Sabbath day doing everything else. Jesus said, I made this world uh, in six days. Uh, he said, and I made everything beautiful and perfect. Uh, and the Bible said in Genesis, Jesus looked uh, and he seen it. He had accomplished uh, everything that he had planned to accomplish. Uh, and he seen it was beautiful. And the Bible said, uh, the seventh day he set apart. Amen. Set apart for what? To rest and to worship him in. He didn't say, I know there's people got to work in hospitals and nursing homes uh, and so on and so forth. I'm not talking about them kind of people uh, that's not able to come to church or them kind of people uh, 
that's out there helping and do God's work of taking care of the sick and the shut-in. Uh, I'm talking about these people, uh, hey man, that can do everything else on uh, six days a week uh, and still they pick Sunday to go out for the recreations in. Is that what God said to do? Some people will say, well, uh, I don't have to go to church to worship God. Uh, if you know the God I go to and you're able to go to church, then you'll have the desire to go to church. What if everybody had the attitude as a few as God? I don't have to go to church to worship the Lord. If everybody had that attitude... What in the world is so many churches around for? Why in the world did God build a temple for? To begin with. Why did Paul start so many churches? He done it because God wanted a place uh, for His people to gather together uh, and to worship Him and pray for Him. There's some people that's listening to the devil instead of listening to the Spirit of the Lord. You heard Tony, you heard me. And if you admit it, you would say the same thing that the devil, you battle the devil all day long. And you'd also admit some of you didn't listen to the devil. But there's a lot of you out there that did listen to the devil and said, well, just stay home today. It's a beautiful day. Let's go to the lake. It's a beautiful day. Let's go shop. It's a beautiful day. Let's go somewhere and eat. It's a beautiful day. Let's get together and have a cookout. It's a beautiful day. And a lot of them listen to the devil and that's where they're at today. You say, I don't like you, preacher. I don't care whether you like me or not. I ain't running no popularity contest. I'm trying to do what God warned me to do, and that's to warn the people uh, that you better get right with God and you better be ready because He said, I'm coming in an hour that you think not. There's not a lot of people believe and they don't think about that today could be the last day that they're on this earth. I'm preaching this morning. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said, what the Word said. He said there will come a time that people will listen to the devil. And treasure, he said they'll have eyes to see and not see. He said they'll have ears to hear and not hear. And they will not see and they will not hear. Why? He said, because that you have allowed Satan to harden your heart. There's a lot of people that have allowed Satan uh, to control their life uh, and listen to him. Uh, and they've hardened their hearts uh, that they don't see what's going on in the world. They don't see what Jesus said. They don't hear what Jesus said. They don't know what Jesus said. Why? Because the devil has blinded their eyes uh, and deafened their ears and hardened their heart uh, that if they ain't got trouble started, uh, 
then they ain't happy. People say, well, I don't like that preacher and I don't like this preacher. I don't like these singers. I don't like them singers. <laughs> Some of you are sitting there right now saying, I don't like you, preacher. Let me tell you a little secret. I don't care whether you like me or not. As long as you listen to Jesus Christ and love Him. And as long as you listen to the Word of God. I've had people stand up and lie to me and give me the reason why they were leaving church and they were lying to me when they was telling me and I know they're lying to me. But they went ahead and lied to me. They know they're lying to me and I know they're lying to me because I have do, I do have the gift of the discernment of the Spirit. And you talk to me five minutes and I don't know where you're lying to me and where you know you're not. I don't know where you're saved and I don't know where you're not. You say, you ain't God. No, but I've got the Spirit of God that dwells within me. And that is one of the gifts that everybody ought to have. And if they live right with the Lord, they will have that gift. And that's the sermon of the Spirit. You've got eyes to see and ears to hear. I talk to people five minutes and I can tell the way they talk. I can even look at some people, Tony, and I can tell whether they're Christians or whether they're not. But the way they carry themselves, they ain't going to go around biting everybody's head off. They're going to look like Christians and you talk to them, they're going to talk like Christians and they're going to let you know right off that they are born again. Hey man, Danny, uh, Danny just run up on a man the other day and the woman, uh, and he said, I've never seen nobody like it before come over somewhere and like that. It didn't take him very long, Danny, very long to know that he was a child of God and that's where he's going to live at. <clears throat> People say, well, I've tried living the Bible. I've went to church. I've tried to live, but so-and-so over there, I'm as good as they are. Well, you ain't going to get no argument out of me. You may be good as somebody else in the church is. I'm good as they are. Well, they may, they may not be good enough to get to heaven. Well, I'm good as they are. Well, you won't be good enough to get to heaven either. A lot of people like to live somebody else's life instead of living their own. A lot of people like to tell other people how to live instead of living their own. A lot of people like to tell you what the Word says and tell them they need to live it when they don't live it themselves. Jesus had a name for them people, the tribes and the Pharisees. They like to tell people what to do and tell people how to live. But Jesus told the disciples one day, he said, you see them scribes and Pharisees, oh, they were big leaders in the church and the temple. They controlled everything that went on and people done everything they said today. But Jesus said, you see them scribes and Pharisees? Uh, yeah, we see them. Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds them, unless you've got more than what they have got, you will know why they enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, if you ain't got no more than what some Christians claim to be, uh, you won't enter into heaven either. Uh, you better quit worrying about what somebody else has got and start worrying about what you've got. We're worried about where they've got enough to get there. And hey, man, and worry about if you've got enough to get there. Hmm. Well, I didn't even go this way, but that's what God's leading, and that's the way I'm going. For in the days that, for in the days that were before the flood, 
They were eating, drinking, marriage, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also, listen to this, uh, so shall also the coming uh, of the Son of Man be. Did anybody get that or that go over your head? Just as it was in the days of Noah, they were eating, drinking, marriage, living in marriage. And I looked that up and seen what they're doing. And the Bible said uh, uh, the days of Noah illustrates uh, the condition of the people in that day. And the generations of Noah, they were pleasure-oriented and self-gratifying. I told a guy that this morning, David called me, he said, what does that mean? I, I said, it means this, uh, they were pleasure-oriented. The only thing that is on their minds uh, was the pleasure, the pleasure of sin. Uh, they were eating, drinking, marriage, sexuality, and everything else uh, in the day of Noah. Amen. Uh, and they that's why they, they wouldn't listen to the Word of God. Uh, amen. When Noah preached to them, uh, they were self-oriented. They were going to do uh, what they wanted to do, uh, not what God said, not what Noah preached. Uh, they were going to do what God said, uh, and they were going to live the way they wanted to live. Uh, and people then, and he said, as it was in the days of Noah, uh, so shall it be uh, in the days of the coming uh, of the Lord. Uh, my friend, the days of the coming of the Lord is now. Just look at it uh, People are self, uh, uh, people are self, uh, are pleasure oriented. Uh, they're running everywhere. They're seeking here. They're seeking for pleasures, pleasures, pleasures. Uh, that's why the house of God uh, are sitting empty. A lot of them today, Mike, is because they're looking for more pleasures uh, than they're looking for the coming of the Lord. Amen. Give God a hand of praise, church. Let Him know that you're alive. Let Him know that you're one of His. They didn't want to hear the word. Oh, they went and listened to it. They went and listened to Noah. Is that right? They went and listened to Noah preach while he was building that boat. But they made fun of him. Said, oh, said, he's a fool. Said, why, well, it ain't never rained. Whoever heard the lie. It ain't never rained before. Some people are saying, well, where's he at? I've heard it since I was a child. The Lord is coming. He ain't come yet. He ain't coming. But just as it was the days of Noah, they didn't take heed, and America is not taking heed to it today. The churches are not taking heed to it today. But the flood came just as God said it would come. <laughs> Brother Lloyd, just as sure as Jesus, God said, on a point in time, I'm sending my son. How many believe he's got an appointed time? I've heard people say, well, I believe, uh, I believe the only reason that God ain't come back yet is because there's just a few people that's still praying and still believing. That ain't going to stop God from coming back at an appointed time. He don't care. If you've got your children, if you're saved, that's good. If your husband's saved, that's good. If your children are saved, that's good. If they're not saved, that's not going to stop Jesus from coming back. 
He's told it for 2,000 years now when Jesus came. The prophets prophesied of his coming. And the apostles and epistles, his priests, that he was here. Jesus said, I'm here. He said, I'm going away. But he said, I'm coming back. That song, I wonder if people really take heed to that song. Just any day now, my Lord is coming. <laughs> but let's get back here. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. Listen to this. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. You say, well, what in the world are you talking about? This is just, this is just an illustration. An How many's listening right now? Everybody's listening, that's good. When he was talking about two women being in the field working, one will be taken and the other left. Two shall be grinding at the mill. This was just an illustration. Just an illustration of how quick and how sudden Jesus is coming. Anybody understand that? How many believe he can come that quick? There's going to be one taken, and there's going to be the other left. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the one left to you. I don't want to be the one left, Kathy. I don't want my children to be left. And I'm doing everything to lead them in. Try to lead them into God. They all once knew God. And they still know God, but they just not where they need to be at. Amen. They're not where they need to be at. They're just like a lot of other people. They're pleasure oriented. They love pleasures. Pleasures more than they love God. Love pleasures more than they love God. I'm sorry, I'm missing something. I, maybe somebody can help me out and tell me. Pretty good crowd on Sunday morning. This day and time's a good crowd. It's not back to where it used to be, but it's getting there. There's been several left. There's been several, well, several didn't come back after the COVID. And I know of some that don't go to church anywhere that left. Say something to them. Oh, I watch it on Facebook. That ain't what God commanded us to do. Simply not. Ain't that right, George? But he's coming suddenly. He's coming suddenly. The Bible said in Thessalonians, you're going to come at the blink of an eye. A lot of people are just, a lot of people think they've got things covered up from God. Just because they got them covered up for their families, got them covered up from the preacher. Well, that's no trouble to cover up things for a while, but you just need to remember, whatever's covered up is going to be uncovered. Whatever's covered up, you're going to be uncovered one of these days. It doesn't matter where I see you and know it. It doesn't matter where your parents see you and know you. 
doesn't matter if your husband sees you and knows what you're doing or your wife sees don't see you and don't know what you're doing. The fact of it is, you can have it covered up from mankind, but you can't have it covered up from God. Amen. You young people hear that? You can't cover it up from God. And don't get mad at the preacher. Don't get mad at your teacher. If they teach you and preach to you the truth, it's because they're trying to help you out. Trying to help you out. And it's so easy today for the young people today to get caught up in this pleasure-oriented world. And I know y'all do. Y'all do. Tony thinks we have a battle with Satan, us old people. I can only imagine the young people and the battle that they have today. That's why you need to be in church. That's why you need to get your mind made up. I'm going to serve God no matter what it takes. Let the world go on. I'm going to serve God. We was teaching Thursday night on patience. And I asked the question, how? How can our patience, how can we build on patience? And I got a lot of good answers. Got a lot of good answers. One of them was coming to church. Coming to Bible study. Come to church every time you're able to come. You know, they say the most time for learning is on Wednesday nights at Bible study. How many believe that? Well, a whole lot of you don't believe it. That's, yes, that's why you don't come. But you'd be surprised what you can learn on Wednesday night. How can you build on your faith? I've got some good answers from some people. I mean some good, and they were good answers. What do you think God, what do you think God expects of you and respects you more for? One thing, just tell me one thing this morning that pleases God most of all. 